Hello and welcome everyone once again. It's time for Paul and I to talk sports. I'm Jason. This is Paulie. How's it going, guys? And it's another day in May. 16th, beautiful, in fact. Beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Finally, some good weather. Skip yeah. Spring went right into summer. It's great. As it, as it always happens. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had a heck of a weekend in uh, sports, didn't we? Like seven game sevens? What happened, Paulie? Yes, um, historic uh, weekend, seven game sevens. Um, we're going to touch on that in a minute, but we had some uh, other sports news that I want to touch on briefly. Um, Christian Yelich, uh, after a couple years of um, being uh, down a little bit, um, hit his third cycle of his career. Um, I assume everyone knows what a cycle is, but it's uh, hitting a single, a double, a triple, and a round in one game. His third one is of his career, only the fourth player ever to accomplish that. And ironically, all three of them have been against the Cincinnati Reds. So, you know, the Reds are not used to be great. They're on a little bit of a downtime right now, but weird that all three of them would be, would be against the Reds. I I don't know what you can say about it, but well, they do play the Reds as you know as much as much as they play like the Cardinals or the Cubs. You know, they're in the same division, so it it would kind of make sense. You know, it it is a little <laughs> odd, but you know. It'd be like if every time, you know, Aaron Rodgers threw for six touchdowns a handful of times and every time it was against the Bears, you know, something like that. Yeah. I think he actually has two uh, six touchdown games against the Bears. Yeah, so. see, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, the Brewers um, had a little rough stretch last week. Um, two or three against the Marlins. Uh, they had off tonight uh back at it again tomorrow uh still i believe off the top of my head the record is 22 and 13 right now i could be wrong about that i don't have that in my notes but uh still having a good season um and yeah baseball is in may there's not a lot to say about baseball right mm. now so um, but we'll move on to uh, some brief uh, football news because, of course, football controls the sports landscape yep. uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 12 months a year. So, um, Tom Brady, after he of uh, seven Super Bowls, I believe he's made $300 million plus probably more than that his career that's probably just his salary i'm sure with endorsements it's it's wicked more yeah but he signed a 10-year 375 million dollar deal with fox uh when he retires in five years (laughs) um but he is set for 
set up for uh, a lot a large payday with Fox to be an analyst broadcaster wasn't really clear what he's gonna do but he's got more money coming in so as it, as if he wasn't set for life he definitely is now so right he's really uh cementing that brand that TV12 thing and i personally i think he's going to be great i i as an as an analyst i think he'd be great i don't know what your feelings about that are but i mean he's wicked football smart I think he'd be great as an analyst. I don't know play-by-play if he could do it, but in a, as an analyst, absolutely. Yeah, I could see him being like a like a behind-the-counter guy, like a Kenny Smith or something. But I don't know if I could necessarily see him work in the booth during a game. But I mean, who knows, right? You'd think Drew Brees would be good at something like that, and I mean, he's fine. It always oh, seemed like he was just, trying too hard. I guess that just came across today too. Uh, Breeze is no longer going to be. Oh. Uh, work in the booth. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, that makes a lot I of sense because he, he wasn't super good at it. <laughs> I didn't think so anyway. That basically he's no longer going to be um, working Sundays uh, unless he. Comes back for football for uh to uh play football again. I I didn't see the tweet, but I guess the tweet was kind of um nonsensical. Uh, what's <laughs> the word I'm thinking of? Uh, egg, I guess. Okay. Um. Yeah that that came across today that I saw. I guess don't really know anything about it so i don't know if it's really hmm. something we need to touch on but he's is no longer to be in the booth so okay um one more football or one more football note before we get to the nfl schedule release which uh it was kind of the week of uh the release because Stuff coming started coming in on Sunday, from what I recall, and kind of leaked until they had their blowout show uh, on Sunday at eight, I believe it was eight Eastern. But uh, Jair Alexander uh, signs a four-year, eighty-four million dollar extension with the Packers, uh, making him the highest-paid cor- uh, cornerback. A uh, $30 million signing bonus. Uh, as a Packer fan, I love this news. Uh, we had we had to keep him on the team. And between the draft, which with what we brought in, Jair si- signing, I think our defense is going to be awesome this year. Again, it is only May. We shall see. But I really like where our defense is sitting right now. And with losing Devante, our offense is, is definitely going to look different. And if we can have that one part of that uh, three-part system, I've, I'm hoping. 
mean, our special teams can't look any worse than it was last year. And we brought in uh, Vic uh, Sashio. If we can have that aspect of it, which on paper I'm loving, uh, I think we could make it to the Super Bowl next year again. Last three years I've said that. Last three years they have, they have disappointed. Anyway, I'll finish my rant. I think it's a great signing for the Packers. Uh, keep uh, really the best corner in the league in the house. And I love the move. So Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay your studs, right? And, I mean, he's performed better. He's the best corner in the league. Pay the man. All right. Um, before we move on to the big show, we're going to, again, uh, like I mentioned just now, we're going to talk about the NFL schedule release. Um, I guess on the Packers side, a couple interesting notes. Uh, they have 02 Tampa Bay play uh, Tom Brady. Believe this is the f- actually going to be the first. No, outside of the NFC Championship game. Apologize. Don't like to think about that game. Um, this is the first regular season game that the uh, Brady and uh, Rogers will play against each other. Unless I'm putting that wrong. I'm sure they've played the Patriots before. They have, but. Uh, I believe Rodgers or Brady sat out all those games. <laughs> I know in 2008, uh, Matt Flynn played. I'm almost positive this is the first time they're going to play in the regular season. I could have that wrong. I'm almost positive that's the case. Okay. Sure. That's a big one. And then the next week, uh, the Patriots come to town. So we have Brady and Belichick back-to-back. Just a kind of weird random note for the Packers schedule. And then the other big note is Packers are playing in London for the first time against the Giants. Uh, Should be fun. Did it did not have to give up a home game, and that's a big reason why the NFL has not forced the Packers to play in London up until this year is because Packer home games are such a huge deal to the city of Green Bay. But Packers playing London for the first time, so that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, send Packers over there one of these instead of sending a bunch of scrubs over there every year. Oh, we'll, players, we'll, we'll enhance our our sports influence in Europe by sending the you know statistically three worst teams every year. Like it's stupid. They should be sending the Packers and the you know they should be sending playoff teams every year. All right, so I guess um, I took a quick look through, and these are my uh, non-divisional games 
and I had uh, just uh, and I think are going to be awesome games. Division games, obviously, uh, Chargers, Chiefs play each other twice. We know that. These are the games that um, are not played every year or potentially every four years. So uh, Chiefs, Bucks, weeks four, week four, uh, Bills, Rams right away in week one, a potential uh, Super Bowl preview. Uh, Broncos, Seahawks, week one. Uh, so Wilson playing against the Seahawks for the first time. Cincinnati Cowboys week two. Uh, I think we're going to learn a lot about those two teams, where they're sitting. Uh, Titans Bills week two. Uh, Chargers Browns week five. We'll see if uh, Deshaun Watson is playing in that game, but if he is, uh, we have Watson against uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, Packers Bills, another potential preview. Super Bowl preview, uh, Rams Bucks week nine, uh, Rams Chiefs week twelve, and then Chiefs Bengals week thirteen. Uh, read match of wild uh, uh, playoff game last year. Those are the non-divisional games I have. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts about those or have anything to add to those, but those are the ones that stood out to me. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of good ones. Uh, uh, the Bills-Rams early, that's really sexy. I don't expect the Bills to be, or not the Bills, I don't expect the, the Rams to be as strong next year. I just I just don't, since, you know, it's the Super Bowl slump. It, it's going to happen, particularly with the, and the Bengals in particular, I don't think are going to be nearly what they were but that's just you know my feeling who knows i'm an idiot <laughs> so, <laughs> again uh, it's, it's made so <laughs> right exactly who knows what could happen uh one one that i uh, it, since we're you know in the wisconsin uh one matchup that i think is really interesting is going to be that packers eagles game I just, it's it just already feels weird for me because the Eagles have done had had such a good off season, and I can already see that because of where it stands in the schedule. It just, it feels like one of those ones where the Packers are going to be on a on a string of wins, and then they're going to oh they should beat the Eagles by two scores, and then they're just gonna they're gonna puke all over themselves. That's right in the middle of the season, if I'm... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's And it's going to be a much more important game than it seems right now. That, like, it's just looking at the Packers' schedule, that would be the one that makes me raise an eyebrow. Like, there's some sexy matchup, matchups all over the place, and you're going to have those. But it's really the those sneaky ones that I, that it, that one just caught my eye for some reason. And it might be nothing, but that was no, one I, of those I games will, that I kind of. I would definitely buy that one because there's a lot of Eagles hype this season that I've seen going around. And again, I don't know the ins and outs about the Eagles, but 
I know a lot of people are really high on the Eagles this year, and that is a I don't know if it's quite a trap game for the Packers, but like you said, it the from where it's sitting in the season, it's a big game. It really is. Yeah, exactly. And all those games are going to be those, particularly those NFC matchups against potential playoff teams. And obviously, like the Rams late is, you know, but uh, I mean, just look at that Eagles game. Like, they think about it. If they, let's say they lose to the Bills in, uh, and then they come back, we beat the Lions, beat the Cowboys, and then beat the Titans. And then they're riding high. Oh, we're going to go whoop up on the Eagles and then slam. But but, uh, let the boys be boys. I don't know. That's that's what I'm seeing. I mean, there's just a ton of good stuff this year. Uh, I mean, you just basically (laughs) named all the all the the non-divisional playoff matchups, basically. Yeah, I I didn't really mean to looking through it i thought that's not what that was wasn't my uh intention but kind of turned out (laughs) uh, work so um so yeah uh again it's may it's early a lot of stuff's gonna happen in the off season yet but football's always always over present of everything Mm. We talk about sports, so. Yep, it's a four-season sport these um, days. One more thing I wanted to mention that uh, Christmas lands on a Sunday this year, and because the NFL is the NFL, we have three uh, Christmas Day matchups. Uh, Packers against the Dolphins. Interesting one for, uh, I don't know if it's going to be the best game. I could see it as a interesting game depending on how, how the dolphins look this year well, um, dolphins looking kind of sexy this year honestly and again the packers don't really have a lot of success success in florida generally not no just as historically uh again this is going to be december so it's not going to be the 100 degrees 90 percent humidity but it'll still be warmer than Warmer than anybody in Green Bay is going to be expecting. Yeah. Um, Broncos Rams uh, sneak a good 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 game there, and then looks uh, cards. Mention the Christmas Day schedule because I don't know how you feel about this, but Christmas Day has historically always been the NBA's day to shine. I understand it's always football Sunday, but come on, NFL. Can you just give the NBA one day a year? Absolutely not. NBA's got to stop sucking. That's what's got to happen. If NBA wants to win win a day over the NFL, they got to stop sucking. All right. Put out a better product and it wouldn't be a problem. Uh, again, we're going to talk about the NBA yep. in a second Ooh, here. Uh, we sure are. 
Do I, uh, anything else to add about uh, anything NFL before we get out of the big show here? Nah, it's like the schedule, the whole script schedule release and strength of schedule doesn't do a ton for me personally. I just think there's just so much that has to happen yet. And it's just difficult for me to get excited about the schedule until like mini camps, basically. Once dudes start putting pads on, then I start getting, then I'll take a look at it. Cause I mean, the makeup of teams could change pretty dramatically between now and then too. Not necessarily for the high end teams, but for those fringe playoff teams. Oh, I, I, t- I tend to agree. It's just, uh, again, the NFL is king and mm. whenever they can get their day, they're going to get their day. And they've made a uh, schedule release into a day. Yeah, right. Really, really, it turned into four days because there was leaks starting Monday morning. So, um, all right. Uh, you want to introduce us to the big show of the week? Here? The big show. You must mean the Paul and I talking sports mid NBA playoff review preview. That would be the one. All right. Um, we're gonna leave the uh, both best and worst for last because I have to <laughs> get into uh, still gathering yourself. Yes. But uh, so, let's start with the uh, Mavs over the Suns. Yeah, uh, let's do that. Seven. Suns were up two nothing at one point. Uh, kind of talked a little smack a little bit. <laughs> and Luca came back and just put a beat down. One twenty three to ninety was the game seven score. Uh, I mean, where do you want to start with this? You want to start with Chris Paul and what Chris Paul can't hang on to the Chris can't hang on to the ball, Paul. Oh man. It's not even like he looked old. He just looked bad. It was crazy. Maybe that's just what he looks like when he gets <laughs> what old Chris Paul looks like. He just looks like a bad basketball player. I mean, and he he looked he looked bad after game two, but he he has this history of this. Mm. He's the first player to lose uh, down or up three one in the playoffs. He's blown. I think this is third uh, two nothing lead. As great as as much as I want Chris Paul to win a ring, unless it's against Milwaukee, obviously we talked about that last year. He, I mean, this is a pattern that he just can't get it done in the playoffs. And you know, Booker had a terrible game seven also, but after having the best regular season in Hunt Suns history, Arguably one of the best regular seasons a team has had in regular season NBA history. Again, they just flame out. And, I mean, Luca put his stamp on that series. Mavs, Cavs uh, stepped up, but, man, 
just another collapse for a Chris Paul led team. And at this point, I don't think it's going to happen for him. I don't, I don't think he's going to retire. I won't be truly shocked by it. No, he'll probably play until he. it's one of those where it becomes very obvious. He just can't keep up anymore. But, yeah. <laughs> the Lucas special, dude. Come on. Let's just get to the Lucas special. Chris Paul is a choke artist. It just is what it is. He's been doing it for 20 years, basically. He's as close as he was last last year was the closest, the best chance he was ever going to have. Well, actually, this year is the best chance he's ever going to have. But yeah. Yeah. What was it? 22 turnovers? Like that's it was, or it was 22 turnovers in two games. It was ridiculous. Like you're a point guard, man. You're supposed to be a hall of fame caliber point guard. And you're going to go do that. Nah, man. Nah, that's just bad basketball. Uh, and again, the, the Mavs after trading for Christoph Przingis, uh, trading away, him away for, uh, Von Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm. I I wasn't sure. I actually kind of liked the trade for the Mavericks at the time because Kristoff proved. I mean, I don't know if they gave him enough time, but Kristoff, after having what one or two amazing years in New York, got hurt and hasn't really looked the same. And you bring in two strong bench guys to replace them. Seems to work. Seems to have worked out for them. So. Yeah, right. I mean, how can you argue with the results? They're um, they're much more playoff built now. It's not so like, yeah, it was the Porzingis experiment, right? And they could afford to do it with a guy like Luca on their team. And if it didn't work out, cool. We'll just trade them for some some six men, and we'll have a real playoff roster. Uh, um, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll move on to... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. We're not moving on quite yet. I love me some revenge game, and that's what... Dude, you know about the whole Lucas special thing, right? Yes. Yeah, so Devin Booker gets fouled going up and then just lays on the... For those who don't know, he lays on the ground for a little while, extends it out, plays it out. Everybody starts laughing. He rolls up, smiling, and he stands up. He goes, that's Luka special, saying that that's what Luka Doncic just lays, you know, plays it out. And after that, Luka went absolutely ballistic. Oh, my God. Oh, just laughing at Devin Booker game seven. Oh, it was just, I, it's, it's like revenge porn. It's so good. I just, it's delicious. And now I just want, now I just want the Mavs to win the whole thing. Cause this, that was so awesome. I loved it. 
it wasn't it was absolutely incredible and it's again one of those things where don't poke the bear yep yep they woke him up haven't we seen this enough in sports of all kinds you don't poke the bear Mm -hmm. just don't do it well there's just there's some dudes you can do it to and some you can't and like you know chris paul i think is one of those guys you can do it to Michael Jordan, Kobe, those guys, you can't do it to those guys. They will just eat you alive. They'll just be like, oh, you said what? Oh, okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. Let me show you something. And then they go and they take, they put the wood to you, you know? Like, Luca, as we see, looks like he's one of those dudes. He's a bad man. (laughs) You don't mess with that guy, apparently. (laughs) You know, a guy like... Uh, I hate to say this, but like a guy like Kevin Durant really isn't that guy. You know, he's not an assassin. He's a great ball player. He'll be in the NBA Hall of Fame, you know, but one of the best scorers of all time, if not the greatest scorer of all time, who knows? But he's just not that guy. There are some, he, uh, then others are. Kevin Durant is and he isn't. He's he's a surgeon surgeon he's not an assassin yeah that's a good that's a good way to put it he but like therein lies the the quote issue i'm not i shouldn't even say issue because i i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to not have that quote killer instinct but i think if you're gonna be that guy you know to be the best player in the nba i think you have to have that that killer instinct I would agree with that. I mean, that's going back to without without that instinct. Just to just uh, without that instinct, you're just the best scorer, or you're the best something. You know, like you're not the best. Period. Without that killer instinct, which is why LeBron James is such a. It's so hard for me to even, despite his ability and his clear talent and all that. It's that's it makes that so hard for me to say that he's the greatest basketball player of all time because he just clearly does not have that that uh switch you know he just doesn't have it but it's funny that you mentioned that because bron has tried to be there's never going to be another michael Kobe, I think, got the closest that you could get to another Michael. Yeah, Bron I would agree with that. Bron tried to do it. He wasn't wired like those two are. Like you, you like you were just saying. You almost need that a killer instinct. And Kobe and Michael had it, and that's why Kobe got close to Michael. Mm-hmm. Ron, in his own way, is Michael and Kobe were both shooting guards. LeBron is a point forward that maybe has the best skill set we've ever seen in the NBA. He doesn't have that next level killer instinct. And that's the difference, I think. Right, he can go for 60, 70 points in a game, right? He could do that, but he could do it in a loss. You know, like, and 
uh, Jordan would never do that. You know, I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> but like, that's not if he did, it wasn't off. It's not that's was not like him. That was unlike him. I know Kobe has scored 81 points in a loss to Toronto or something like that. But there was a period of time where Kobe was just he didn't have a very good team and he was just lobbing up shots, which, hey, you know, I get it is what it is. But that, yeah, LeBron isn't going to just be like it's and it's weird because you see him do it sometimes where he's just like, OK, I'm going to put this team on my back. I'm going to score 50. And we're going to win this game. But then, like, whenever you need it and you expect it, he's passing the ball to J.R. Smith in the corner for a last second three. Like, what are you doing? He's a good three-point shooter, but you're LeBron James. <laughs> like, what? You, you can put, like, the 2010 uh, Celtics uh, series where you could see LeBron basically giving up. and. You never saw Michael doing that. You no. never saw Kobe doing that. There's a few instincts. Again, on the same on the other side of it, he dragged that 2007 terrible Cavaliers team to the finals. They lost to Tim uh, Duncan and the Spurs, which everyone knew they were going to. Mm. There's, there's two extremes to him where Michael, Colby, you can go back to Magic and Larry and have that other extreme. Where I And I think that's what makes LeBron one of the most fascinating NBA players, if I want to say it that way, you've ever had, because he does have those two extremes. I don't think we've ever seen it in a superstar player level of that before, if that makes sense. Kind of. Like, with LeBron, it's like more. it feels more like a, well, I guess I got to do this myself, you know? Whereas with a Kobe or, a, or particularly with, with Michael, but with Kobe, particular in a, in a later career, Kobe, it was like uh, I'm going to. It wasn't I need to win this game. It was I need to destroy my opponent, and that I think is the the real difference in philosophy between guys like Kobe and MJ, and guys like LeBron and Kevin Durant. Like, they're not trying to destroy their opponent and humiliate them and humble them. They're just trying to win the game. And I understand both perspectives, but I think having that that extra level of aggression is what propels those guys to the next level. Look at Co- Look at Luca last night. Like... He was like, oh, you said what? <laughs> cool, man. I'm going to smile in your face as I'm just thrashing your entire team, as I destroy your team. Like, that wasn't him doing what he had to do to win the game. That was him 
dismantling the Phoenix Suns. That's a very, very good point. Um, and I think that's the best best roundup that you could have given about that because I 100% agree with everything you just said there. All right. Uh, now can we move on? Now that we yes. That, Sorry. We the Lucas right. special thing just like touched me. And it, I just... No, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, the other Western Conference uh, matchup we had was Warriors beat the Grizzlies uh, 4-2. Uh, Grizzlies put up quite a fight. Uh, John ja, ja Morant and that uh, Jaron uh, Jackson, that young team, is going to be a lot of fun for a lot of years. Uh, Warriors are back. Honestly, I think out of the final four teams, I'm probably going to pick them to win the title just because they're the only team that has been there before. I know the Heat were in the finals against LA two years ago. They have championship pedigree. They're playing like it. They have their confidence back. What am I missing here, Jason? I mean, I... I can't really argue against anything you just said. And normally I would probably agree with you, but uh, Luke is over there, man. I'm like, I'm like just his, his performance of the last three games is like imprinted upon my brain. Like I can't get out, get over how well he played and golden state's great. And you know, if I were, if we're talking, who do I think will probably win? I think it's close, but I think it is probably Golden State. But I mean, if we're talking probabilities, I'd say you know it's probably fifty-five percent Golden State for me. But after the way, if Dallas can keep playing the way they were in the last three games of that series against Phoenix. I don't know how they could lose four games in a set out of seven against Golden State or anybody with everybody popping off like that and just having every all the offense funnel through Luca. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I mean, sticking I, with my Dallas prediction from early, from earlier, so uh, you did take Dallas. I did take Dallas. Dallas but... I didn't I, think it would be like this. I'm so happy it is. <laughs> I mean, both. we'll get to the East in a minute here, but both of these series are just going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mavs Warriors, I mean, I could see one of these games ending 140 to 132 or something like that. Sure. I honestly could. I think the Heat and Celtics, I could see one of those games ending – 90 to 86. So it's, I think it's two contrasting styles of basketball that we're going to see here. I I just, I think this Maz Warriors series is just going to be balls to the wall, up and down, a lot of scoring, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, 
fans of 80s basketball is not, are not going to like it. But, again, the next series we're going to talk about is going to have everything that they want. So, uh, before we move on to these, any final thoughts? I guess I'm going to take the Warriors. You sound like you're going to take I'm sticking the with the Mavs, yep. Any final thoughts about the East before we move on to the or the West before we move on to the East? No, it sounds like we covered it. All right. Um, so over in the East, the Heat uh, took a matchup against the Sixers, four to two. You have to start with James Harden. <laughs> Just. An absolute no-show in the second <laughs> half. Attempted uh, two shots. How How would a game six closeout game you attempt two shots? Speaking of people who don't have the killer instinct, my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was hoping you could explain it to me because I've got nothing for you. Yeah, <laughs> like he's uh, just the ball doesn't come back to me on the offense. Yeah, you sure? You sure? They're just not giving you the ball back because I remember back when you were in Houston, you just dribble up and launch it from thirty feet and just drill it. So, is this just? Old ass doughboy James Harden now. I guess that's that's what we got. What we're seeing is what we got. Is he better than a Ben Simmons? I guess since he's playing technically. Who and we know who won that trade? Oh, the, both of those for a couple of years, dude. Both of those for. <laughs> Both those franchises are ruined now. Like <laughs> they, 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 they've got those contracts to deal with. Two dudes who either aren't playing at all or are on the court and actively helping your team lose. You know, with huge contracts. <laughs> like this is like again, some. Can, can, can we just put this in here, James Harden? The Sixers are. I'm enough to do it. Consign him to a five-year, two hundred and seventy million dollar contract mm-hmm. this year. When they're, they, dude, this is some two thousand three New York Knicks Allen Houston shit. Like this yes. is insanity. You think they're going to do it? Oh yeah, I absolutely believe they're going to do it. Because oh, what else do you do? <laughs> you, you just you, you can't. You can't just cut him with everything you gave up for him. <laughs> like you have to keep him on your team and just hope old old James Harden or hope the old James Harden shows up and not just old James Harden. Oh my God. It's so bad, dude. With everything Philadelphia went through with the process and the years of tanking. And then finally thinking, they have one piece. They haven't been. They thought Simmons was going to be their second piece. And then the other aspect of this, this, how long does Embiid put up with this mm-hmm. at this point? I mean, he's got to stick it out, right? 
because they have other good players. Tobias Harris is really good. Tyrese Maxey is really good. Uh, Matisse Steibold is a really good defender. Like they have parts. There's a reason they've been getting to the second round. You know, that Joel Embiid is a monster. They have pieces, but, and you know, they took a swing on a guy like Ben Simmons and on paper, it seems great. The guy's six ten, and he plays point guard. That's awesome. How are they supposed to know he was never going to develop a jump shot or anything near a jump shot to the and in fact be so bad at shooting that he won't shoot the ball? Like they can't know that. Now, <laughs> like, what they did with him, you know, go get old ass James Harden. Like, I I didn't love the move when they did it. I thought they should have tried to get Kyrie. I think it would have been even a half part-time having Kyrie would have been better than whatever James Harden gave you. Seriously. He, he, would, have, he would have been able to play full-time because he was out of New York at that point. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I I remember we had talked about this a couple times before the trade went down. How mm-hmm. I thought Kyrie for Ben Simmons straight up was the best thing for both teams. Oh, absolutely. And it, in you know, as it turned out, wouldn't have really worked out for the Nets. But, you know, Ben Simmons didn't play the whole team. He was hurt. Eh, what can you do? That's the risk they took. Yeah. And he might still even come back next year and be fine. You know, who knows? He's still a young guy. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Ben Simmons can do if he's on the full court full time. And engaged and hopefully works on semblance of a jump shot this year because mm. he has all the talent in the world. On paper, he should be a great NBA player. But, uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the Nets and Sixers are both just... They're damaged franchises now, more so the Nets than the 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 Sixers. I think the Sixers at least has still have enough pieces where they can build around. Like the the Nets. <laughs> I mean, they're all their other pieces are old guys. Like it's like a it's like a LeBron team, but yeah. without LeBron, <laughs> so they're worse somehow. Like it just. I mean, they have KD. How, how crappy's KD's got to feel? Like it's oh like man, God. you know he. Oh, and then his legacy is going to be, oh, he could only win if he, uh, you know, with Steph Curry. Team. Yep, exactly. Which, I mean, you know, do something and people will shut up about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. We are, we are going to go down this road that I've been dreading all day. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Celtics over the Bucks in seven. Um, a fantastically played series, game seven notwithstanding. Uh, just a physical series. Uh, there was four red road wins, two for each team. Uh. After my after the Bucks took Game One in Boston, I was feeling really good about it. Uh, and then the Celtics take Game Three back from us. Game Four, we win Game Five. 
on a remarkable comeback that Drew Holiday just two of the most impressive de- defensive plays you will see. Uh, the block on Marcus Smart at the rim, and then literally eight seconds later, uh, the steal on Marcus Smart on a half court dribbles it out for the win. First player ever to have block and a steal in the uh, final 10 seconds of a playoff game. Uh, Giannis, last two games, I don't know what else he could have done. His game six six, uh, stat line, 45, 20, and six. I mean, it's unheard of. In two games, or he's the first player ever to have uh, 25 and 20 in playoffs, back-to-back games. Giannis was incredible. Uh, Giannis, uh, thoughts for you before we get into the bad part? Well, Giannis played his tail off you know he did what he could i just the rest of the team where was the rest of the team and i talked about grayson allen the last time we got together about this be like yeah middleton's out if grayson allen can start hitting some threes you know holy throw up on yourself batman like dude was it two for oh my god just hit some threes anybody hit some threes literally anyone it was uh, game game seven there were four for thirty three from three. I think they were. F- I want to say five for thirty in game six. So I, w- yeah. I want to say that I heard that uh, Boston hit literally twice as many three point shots as Milwaukee. In that series, does not, that does not surprise me. He can't win four out of seven games that way in this oh. in today's NBA. It just can't work. Yeah, this is like uh, when the San Antonio Spurs had Tim Duncan and like no one else, and teams would just let Tim Duncan score like sixty points and still win the game because no one else could score. There were there was like a year or two where the Spurs were. I think it was like. They had Tim Duncan, but they didn't quite have the Ginobili Tony Parker thing going on yet. So, yeah. <laughs> so they were just like a really middling team. 2001, 2002, I believe, because I believe they won the title in 2003. But I believe it was those two years after Robinson, mm-hmm. still on the team, but not really on the team anymore. I remember those years. Right. Yeah, he was old by then. You know, the Admiral was awesome, but he was old. He get, Everybody gets old. But, yeah, it just, I mean, yeah, Giannis, in some of those games, Giannis could have scored 70 and they still would have lost. It just, you got to, <laughs> you, you can't have just one guy do everything for you. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Oh, and, I, and again, if, if you would have told me, is Boston going I, – I was scared of Boston going into this series. If you would have told me they would have gotten to Game 7 without Chris Middleton, I would have been surprised. 
Um, again, as much as this hurts right now, it's not devastating to me, I guess, because getting to Game 7 against this Boston team that was the best defensive team in the league after January, without Chris Middleton, with the the rest of the team just not doing anything out aside Giannis. I mean, Drew Holiday played his fantastic defense that he always does, but again, uh, Holiday is streaky as an offensive player. No one else really showed up. Yes, it it sucks. The Bucks are still technically NBA champions for another month and a half, but they will not repeat. No, they will not. Not this year. I I mean, I guess I'm, I'm hurt by it, but I'm not devastated by it. It's <laughs> it's just yeah. basketball. Yeah, just basketball, and, Polly. I know, and the just I'll keep in mind just that game six that Giannis had again because again Jason Tatum fourth quarter I don't think he I think he hit five for five from three pointers I mean he was unconscionable Celtics were twenty two for fifty five from three in game seven again the Bucks were four for thirty three. Just that is again 45 20 and six in game six. What? It's a Will Chamberlain kind of line. That's a Bill Russell kind of line. Bill Russell wouldn't have had 45 points. He would have had 20, 20, and 20, but. <laughs> again, that, that for me, that's what I'm going to take out of the series. As disappointing as it was. Giannis just proved he's the best basketball player in the, play in the world. I know Jokic won the MVP, but you cannot argue with me that Giannis is not the most best basketball player in the world. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, and I don't think that's what the MVP is, it, personally. that's I know that it's kind of relative, and some people look at it that way, but I just I think it's the guy who adds the most wins to your team. And, you know, Giannis is, great, is the greatest basketball player in the league right now. But the Bucks are good enough where they could have probably been like a six or seven seed without him, you know. Whereas the the Nuggets would—I'm not sure they make the play-in tournament without Jokic, you know. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I I agree. I I I do think Jokic was the MVP, but I mean, Giannis. I just love that Giannis is. Is for Milwaukee, and I do think the Bucks get at least one more ring in the next five years. Yeah, I don't see why not. They've definitely got the core. I mean, even with just uh, Middleton and Holiday, I mean, keeping guys like Lopez are, you know, obviously a good idea, Bobby Portis, but I mean, you can swap out a Grayson Allen, I think. Pretty sure... Apparently that guy after, really sucks. After, after the way he played this series, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't care what his potential is, really. After the way he played this series, you cannot keep him. You gotta, no, you gotta I, get somebody else in there. I agree. 
All right. So that was the uh, semifinal round of the conference finals. Uh, briefly, we have Warriors Mavs. We already talked about that. Uh, I've got the Warriors. You're, you're sticking with the uh, Luca Mavs mm. in that one. How many games does it go? Oh boy. I'm going to have to say it goes seven again, just because Golden State's got uh, home court. So I'm going to say seven. I will also say seven, but I think <laughs> okay. the Warriors will win it on their home court. Uh, Heat Celtics, the Heat have home court in this one. I also see this being a seven-game series. I think this one won't be quite as close as the other one. It'll still be good, but I still – I. <sighs> I'm just hating on Miami all year, and I'm going to keep – you know, I'm sticking to my guns on both sides. Miami's not as good as advertised. I think uh, Boston wins in six. Again, like I was talking about before, I I just see this helps Celts uh, Heat series as just being a drag-out, knockout, rock fight. I think I think you would agree with me on that one. Oh yeah, this is going to be a little bit older school, <laughs> you know, than the Dallas Golden State matchup. This is going to be pounding the paint, getting buckets inside, rebounding, you know, driving the lane. They have shooters, but you know, I was going to say, Boston is not that good at three, but that last series, they went nuts. So who knows, yeah. I guess. Miami doesn't really have much for shooting. Uh, so, yeah, I just think it's, Miami's going to turn it into one of those series. They're just going to turn it into a early 90s-style NBA basketball <laughs> playoff series. It's going to be awesome. I, I completely agree. Uh, so I, I'm going to take Celtics in seven in that one. Oh, I'm going to say Celtics in six. I'm sorry. Okay. That's so you cop, prediction. copping me. All right. That's fine. That's fine. You can copy me. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, what we've got coming up for the NBA. Uh, give me one second here. Okay, I know we did not talk about that, but there was five game sevens over the weekend in hockey. Uh, your semifinal matchups are the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa have the betting edge in that one. The Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. Uh, the Hurricanes have the betting are the betting favorite in that one. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Colorado is a big uh, uh, favorite in that one. And two Canadian teams going at it, Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oils, Oilers. The Oilers are slight betting favorites in that one. 
Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to try to break down these series because I don't know really anything about the ins and outs. I don't think you do either. I think we were just sure don't. kind of embarrass ourselves in here. But for the record, um, I am talking to people to see if we can't get some real hockey insight inside of Paul and I. So stay tuned. There might Excellent. be something on the horizon. Excellent. Excellent. I hope there is. Um, I so yeah, uh, what to watch for? We have the PGA Championship uh, golf tournament coming up. Uh, Tiger said his he's feeling better than he did it than he was at the Masters. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Phil Mickelson is out of the tournament, and we, uh, again, Tiger and Phil are the two big names. They're the old guys, but a lot of young talent in golf right now. Uh, the French Open, I believe, starts on Monday in tennis. And then the hockey playoffs, uh, the basketball playoffs, uh, baseball, and anything I'm missing here, Jason? Oh, that sounds like a full week to me. Basketball, hockey, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Yes, um, we may be taking off next week. Uh, I don't know if my schedule is going to be able to work out. I'm about to uh, enter a two-week run of Frozen the Musical. Oh, Ray, so excited! Mm. But, um, Sounds we exciting. Will, we will try to uh, get one in next week for you guys. But if we don't, we'll be back in two weeks with hopefully a uh, guest, uh, special guest. We shall see. We shall see. Um, Jason, it was good talking to you again. Uh, Likewise, Polly. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Paul and I talk sports. Follow us on Twitter for uh, updates for whenever we post an episode at PI Talk Sports. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, guys.